Chapter Ten of More Celtic Fairy Tales. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. More Celtic Fairy Tales by Joseph Jacobs. Chapter Ten: The Farmer of Liddesdale. There was in Liddesdale and Morven a farmer who suffered great loss within the space of one year. In the first place, his wife and children died. And shortly after their death, the ploughman left him. The hiring markets were then over, and there was no way of getting another ploughman in place of the one that left. When spring came, his neighbors began ploughing, but he had not a man to hold the plough, and he knew not what he should do. The time was passing, and he was therefore losing patience. At last, he said to himself, in a fit of passion, that he would engage the first man that came his way, whoever he should be. Shortly after that, a man came to his house. The farmer met him at the door and asked him whither he was going or what was he seeking. He answered that he was a ploughman and that he wanted an engagement. I want a ploughman, and if we agree about the wages, I will engage thee. What dost thou ask for this day to the day when the crop will be gathered in? Only as much of the corn when it shall be dry as I can carry with me in one burden with. Thou shalt get that," said the farmer, and they agreed. Next morning, the farmer went out with the ploughman and showed him the fields which he had to plough. Before they returned, the ploughman went to the woods, and having cut three stakes, came back with them and placed one of them at the head of each one of the fields. After he had done that, he said to the farmer, "I will do the work now alone, and the ploughing need no longer give thee anxiety." Having said this, he went home and remained idle all that day. The next day came, but he remained idle as on the day before. After he had spent a good while in that manner, the farmer said to him that it was time for him to begin work now, because the spring was passing away, and the neighbors had half their work finished. He replied, "Oh, our land is not ready yet. How dost thou think that? Oh, I know it by the stakes." If the delay of the ploughman made the farmer wander, this answer made him wander more. He resolved that he would keep his eye on him. And see what he was doing. The farmer rose early next morning and saw the ploughman going to the first field. When he reached the fields, he pulled the stake at its end out of the ground and put it to his nose. He shook his head and put the stake back in the ground. He then left the first field and went to the rest. He tried the stakes, shook his head, and returned home. In the dusk, he went out the second time to the fields, tried the stakes, shook his head, and after putting them again in the ground, went home. Next morning he went out to the fields the third time. When he reached the first stake, he put it out of the ground and put it to his nose, as he did on the foregoing days. But no sooner had he done that than he threw the stakes from him and stretched away from the houses with all his might. He got the horses, the withes, and the plow. And when he reached the end of the first field with them, he thrust the plow into the ground and cried, "My horses in my leather traces and muddled some lads." The earth is coming up. He then began ploughing, kept at it all day at a terrible rate, and before the sun went down that night, there was not a palm breadth of the three fields which he had not ploughed, sowed, and harrowed. When the farmer saw this, he was exceedingly well pleased, for he had his work finished as soon as his neighbors. The ploughman was quick and ready to do everything that he was told, and so he and the farmer agreed well until the harvest came. But on a certain day. 
when the reaping was over, the farmer said to him that he thought the corn was dry enough for putting in. The plowman tried a sheaf or two and answered that it was not dry yet. But shortly after that day, he said that it was now ready. If it is, said the farmer, we better begin putting it in. We will not until I get my share out of it first, said the plowman. He then went off to the wood, and in a short time returned, having in his hand a withe scraped and twisted. He stretched the withe on the field and began to put the corn in it. He continued putting sheaf after sheaf in the withe until he had taken almost all the sheaves that were on the field. The farmer asked him what he meant. Thou didst promise me as wages as much corn as I could carry with me in one burden with. And here I have it now, said the plowman as he was shedding the withe. The farmer saw that he would be ruined by the plowman and therefore said, Twas in the mart I sowed, twas in the mart I baked, twas in the mart I harrowed, thou who hast ordained the three marts, let not my share go in one burden with. Instantly the withes broke, and it made a loud report, which echo answered from every rock far and near. Then the corn spread over the field, and the plowman went away in white mist in the skies, and was seen no more. End of chapter 10